OTB GAA Scale has opened the war definitely with the football pod Where are your power rankings now? The Royal Rumble that's coming our way Hurling pod versus football pod Will, you're a coward Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar Turning our attention to football, Andy Mitten joins us to talk to us about the first trophy of the Eric Ten Hag era. Andy, it feels like it is the first of uh, a new era. Um, what was what was your what's your immediate feelings this morning when you wake up? Oh, absolutely shattered I am because I've not had enough sleep and I've uh, got to get a lot of work done. But I'm buzzing, I'm smiling because it's the first trophy for six years for Manchester United. It was a great day at Wembley yesterday. And pretty comfortable, actually, for Manchester United, even though Newcastle United, I thought, played well and had most of the possession. But wasn't just yesterday, beating Barcelona on Thursday night. February has been a superb month for Manchester United. And Eric Ten Hag is overachieving. I said at the start of this season that a top four finish and a trophy would be success for this season. And while Manchester United are far from confirmed in the top four, the team are really well placed in the league and have won a trophy. It's been a while and not something that Manchester United fans take for granted. Tickets were like hen's teeth for Wembley yesterday. They were going for well over four figures. About 40,000 Manchester United fans travelled down to London. The mood was great and people were just saying we missed these trips to Wembley because there was a time where maybe there was a bit of Wembley fatigue. It was, oh no, not another trip to Wembley. And that sounds horribly spoiled because Manchester United fans were spoiled but with Covid and with a team who've not been vintage Manchester United sides, trips have been far far fewer and the last trip was a defeat in the FA Cup final to Chelsea in 2018 there was a defeat in 2021 in that Europa League final to um, Villarreal so to actually win a trophy, it vindicates the hard work that Eric Ten Hag, his staff his players are doing it, it'll give them a real lift. People might sneer and say it's only the League Cup. Well, it was only the League Cup in 2006 and Manchester United built on that, won the league. Premier League a year later, were European champions um, a year after that, world champions as well. I'm not saying that's going to happen this time, but Manchester United are in a really good place at the moment. And it feels like a, a buzz to be a Manchester United fan. I was speaking to loads and loads of people yesterday. You can just feel it. And in some pretty tough times in the last five, six, seven, eight years as a Manchester United fan, I'm sure most football fans will not be getting out their violins to say, oh no, poor Manchester United. But you support your team, your team's your team. And success and, and failure is all relative. It felt brilliant. Andy, it is remarkable how quickly Ten Hag has been able to get this side to a high level of consistency. You're going into yesterday's game and it almost went exactly as predicted. You know that De Gea is going to make a couple of vital saves. You expect Martinez and Varane to have important interventions at crucial moments of the game, for Casemiro to run the show midfield, to Rashford to turn up at the big moments. That's not something anyone was taking for granted six months ago. Not at all. The, the players that you mentioned, I mean, Casemiro um, is one of the best midfielders in the world. And I saw that with Madrid. Everyone saw it. But there were some Manchester United fans saying, he won't come. Madrid won't sell him. He's coming for a final payday. Absolute nonsense. Probably the team's most important player. Linked back up with Rafael Varane. They won everything. 
at Real Madrid. And when you buy players like that, you hope, pretty much guaranteed that they're going to do well. But Manchester United fans have been scarred by world-class players coming and being flops. Angel Di Maria, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Radamel Falcao, for various different reasons, Alexis Sanchez. But the recruitment has improved a lot. You said Marcus Rashford, he's been fantastic this season. It's his best season. I spoke to him pre-season in Australia and he, he talked about the importance of having a proper pre-season. But the man who deserves the most credit is the manager. Uh, he's got a really good staff around him, but he's a disciplinarian, he's decisive, he's a tactician, he's humorous, and yet he's a people person as well. And he's overachieving at the moment. Uh, Manchester United in this competition tend to be knocked out by Manchester City, who've dominated the competition. So when they went out, not that United would have been too scared because United beat City only uh, last month. It boded well for the, the game against Newcastle. Newcastle were excellent at Old Trafford in October, and I think they're a good team, but the the results have dropped a little bit in the last month, whereas Manchester United's been really good. That, that win against Barcelona really lifted the players. There's, there's a big buzz around Old Trafford. So they've carried that momentum forward and hopefully they continue to do that for the rest of, of this season. They're still in the FA Cup, still in the Europa League. And having not out Barcelona, you've got to say Manchester United will be the favourites or along with Arsenal, the favourites for that competition. So two more trophies still to play for. I wouldn't say a third with the Premier League, but then I've just brought it up as well. I know. I mean, like... I think the morning after a cup final where you've won, you're allowed to daydream a little bit about how the rest of the season might go, particularly because there's just there's plenty for Manchester City to do for the rest of the season. There's plenty for Arsenal to do for the rest of the season for them both not to be just like, oh yeah, we're guaranteed to be able to replicate the form week in, week out between now and the end of the year. Um, let, let's just talk about Ten Hag because I, I think... Um, I do wonder if all that recruitment of those world-class players you spoke about was actually bad or if just the conditions at the club were always wrong when they arrived. And that that's the difference, is that this manager and his team have managed to put together processes, systems, a culture really, really quickly that is allowing players who, uh, you know, weren't very good to emerge as actually really useful squad players and players who were really good to find their best form. It's remarkable how it's kind of Klopp-esque at the moment where almost everything he's touching is working. Yeah. And he knows there's still a long way to go, by the way. He, he knows that he needs two, three, four players. But he did it very quickly. He, he did it within weeks. He sat down with all of his staff and told them exactly what he wanted from them in a in a three hour meeting, and all the early indications I got were really positive. So lots multiple people talking to me, and they're all saying pretty much the same thing. And, and trust me, I was not getting that with the previous manager. And my job is to reflect the the truth. The truth can be very subjective in football. It's not to tell Manchester United fans what they want to hear. You've got to tell them what's going on. You've got to give insight. Everything I've heard about him, and we've seen his actions publicly, he's got it right. He got it right with Cristiano Ronaldo. He got it right dropping players like Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire who weren't performing. Sounds really simple. It looks like he's got it right with Jadon Sancho, how he's treated him. So to do this in his first season, managing in a new country, in a, a language which isn't his first language, 
is a major achievement and he's hungry for more. He knows that one League Cup will not be his legacy at Manchester United. He was staff around him. He's got a really good mixture there between youth and experience, drawn from a diverse background, from from Japan, from South Africa, from Steve McLaren, an old hand who brings humour and know-how of what it's like to be in the Premier League. Mitchell van der Gaag is his assistant. I just hear good things about him as well. The football's good, which is why Manchester United went for him. But going for a top manager doesn't give you any guarantees. Manchester United hoped that Louis van Gaal would work, that Jose Mourinho would work. And for various reasons, that they didn't, although both of them won trophies. But will they be remembered as successful Manchester United managers? Probably not. They absolutely had the moments. And Eric Ten Hag's having his moment now. But I sense he's building something much more more solid for the future. There's a game in October when United went to Chelsea and attacked them. I've not seen that for years. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had some great moments, got the team to second in the Premier League, played some really good football. But when he played against the best teams, he was going off the counter-attack. And I know against Newcastle United, Manchester United were most effective on the counter-attack. But I sense a much more solid base being built. Casimiro is the best midfielder that club has had for years. For United then to take the next step and challenge for titles on a regular basis, challenge for the Champions League again, you'd expect they're going to go in and invest during the summer and maybe, depending on the takeover, uh, there is uh, an infinite amount of money for them to go and spend uh, this coming summer. I was saying earlier, and I'm getting hammered by Manchester United supporters online, I see, uh, for suggesting that one of the players who they may look at is Bruno Fernandes, who I've sort of felt has not been as consistent as you would expect for a player of his quality and reputation this season. Even yesterday, it felt he had, a, he had an alright game, but wasn't one of the standout players on the pitch. What are the areas that you think United will look at over the course of the summer to really go and invest in heavily? And, you know, is Bruno Fernandes one of those players that, that there's still quite a bit of room that Ten Hag can get more out of him? Yeah, he was admonishing yesterday from the from the side and I don't know exactly what he was saying, but it seemed to be about his positioning. I think Bruno Fernandes has had a good season. Um, he takes risks because he wants the rewards from those risks. But I think he's a top, top player. I think he'll go for other players like a centre-forward who I mentioned. I don't think Val Vegost is the long-term solution for Manchester United up front. Anthony Martial is injured far too often for him. Um, for his manager to be able to re- rely on him. I think Bruno Fernandes will continue to improve with better players around him. So when he came in in January 2020, he lifted the players around him. United was so flat at that time. But now he's got better players, more experienced players around him. So he's maybe not the best example, but a lot of those younger players take Anthony. They can learn from the actions of Varane and from Casimiro. Pretty good spine there now. You've got that defence. Lissandro Martinez is excellent. You've got um, Varane, who I've mentioned, Casimiro. You've got Marcus Rashford, the sort of homegrown hero, who's doing really well. And Luke Shaw's been effective. So if he can get more of a tune consistently out of hugely talented players like like Jadon Sancho, um, then Manchester United should improve significantly. I still think it's going to be very difficult because of the way that Manchester City resourced Newcastle United as well. Chelsea, who knows what's going to happen there. Liverpool's been the major surprise this year. I thought it would be Manchester City and Liverpool. Really did. I'm 
really surprised at how Liverpool had such a difficult season. But that's football. It, it changes so quickly, as Manchester United fans have shown uh, this this season. So it'll it, it recruit well. And there's good people like Darren Fletcher. They're, they're, they're bringing in players based clearly on the talent, but also on the personalities as well. And the players who are coming in are adding to that dressing room positivity. They're not detracting from it. And trust me, one year ago, there were plenty of players there who, who were detracting from it. Andy, we'll let you go. Enjoy the day's work. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. That's uh, Andy Minton there. Um, I think that's the other thing, Nathan, that's happened is that uh, all the leaks have stopped. We're not hearing about training ground bust-ups and any of that stuff anymore. No, it feels as though the entire club is better managed, that he somehow got control of the entire structure of the organisation, which the off-the-pitch stuff had become laughable at one stage where they'd have these shareholders meetings and they'd be boasting about having more Instagram followers in the world than anybody else and every second day to be a new commercial partnership announced as we touch on with the suit deal and all of that, that actually he now has total control of everything that involves the players. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Again, to think where they were just four months ago in that City game to where they are now. Two quick comments. Uh, Niall Keane says, Nathan, the most bitter Liverpool fan ever. Get used to it, pal. You're in for a miserable time of it. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. And then this one. Anyone who thinks Bruno's not important is not watching United. He's United's best player. He does a phenomenal amount of work, creates so much, bizarrely underrated. Care to answer any of the charges against you, Nathan? Uh, I'm not saying... Listen, I'm not saying Bruno Fernandes isn't a very good player. I'm... I'm asking the question if Manchester United are looking to go to another level is Bruno Fernandes someone whose position might actually be at risk okay uh, Colm says you're backtracking I'm not l- 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 I, don't, I don't think he's been I don't think he's been exceptional I don't think I don't think if anyone's picking their team of the season Bruno Fernandes is going to be in it uh, I mean I, we, we, that wasn't the that wasn't the, the weird that's a bit of a straw man argument OTB AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.